0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Amen, Brother Landon Gore from Dallas, Texas. He's traveled extensively. He was with us on Wednesday, powerful. He flew to Texas on Thursday and preached, flew back to Michigan Friday and Saturday and preached, and flew back here to preach today, and amen. You ready to preach twice? And by the way, you're preaching a night. You know, it's going to be three times. We, he knows he is. He knows he is. He's probably going to tell all his friends, whatever you do, don't go to the Zanesville. They preach you all day long. I asked him today, I said, you ready to go to a daughter work? <laughs> he said, I'm with you. Hey, good answer. Good answer. But we're so glad he's here. What an amazing man of God. Would you welcome him as he comes to preach the word of the Lord? Let's do that one more time for Jesus in the room. Come on, you gave me an ovation. Let's give Jesus some praise for his spirit that is ha- habitating in this house on a Sunday. Come on, let's just do it a few more seconds. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you today, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah such a wonderful liberty of the Holy Ghost in this service. God moved so beautifully in the first service, and I have just such confidence that the Lord um, is going to speak to us, and there is just such a um, specific, strategic uh, move of the Lord that is in this house, and I'm so grateful, so grateful for um, God allowing uh, me to be just a small pixel in the big picture of what God is doing, and I have been... Uh, just so taken back by the kindness, the hospitality, the warmth, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this church body. I'm grateful for your leadership, and I just have high expectation for what God is doing, uh, just in this season in this dimension. I believe God is doing marvelous things in our eyes, before our eyes, in this um, in this dimension. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you and I get to co labor with God in this end time hour and I want to go straight to the word of the Lord today Um, I want to take your attention to the book of Acts chapter 27 and we'll begin at verse 22 the book of Acts chapter 27 and verse 22 turn to your neighbor and tell him you're grateful to be in the house of the Lord with them today why don't you point at them and tell them the Lord is going to speak to you today tell them again the Lord is going to speak to you today Acts chapter 27, Acts chapter 27, and verse 22. We are breaking into a stormy, treacherous story. Paul is in the middle of a boat that's in the middle of a sea that's in the middle of a storm. And this is what he says as we break into the story. Acts 27, Paul says, and now... I exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship for there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve saying fear not Paul you must be brought before Caesar and lo God has given you all of them that sail with you wherefore be of good cheer says it a second time for I believe God I just heard God, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me however, how be it we must be cast upon a certain island the next chapter would let us know the name of that island it would be Melita, it would be Malta so by the help of God's spirit by his unction I want to minister to you on this grand Sunday morning on this simple subject. There's honey in these rocks. There's honey in these rocks. Turn to your neighbor and tell them there's honey in these rocks. Turn to your other neighbor and tell them there's honey in these rocks. I want you to put down your Bible, put down your phone. Why don't you lift your faith, lift your hands, lift your head, lift your voice. All of those watching on live stream, all of those in the back in the sound, in the middle, on the left, the right. Come on, let's stretch our hands and stretch our faith right now. God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the spirit of prophecy in this house. I thank you for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I thank you for your holy oil that is running in this place. I thank you for the healing balm of Gilead that is in this room today. Thank you, God, for your precious men and women, your children, the family of faith, God. Thank you for allowing us to be in your presence together. Anoint my lips of clay. Let my mouth be your megaphone. And I thank you for what you will accomplish today. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it is by your spirit we depend upon you your spirit we do not lean upon our own understanding we do not lean upon the arm of the flesh we lean upon you in all things and i thank you for what you will do today god in jesus name in jesus name in jesus name someone say in jesus name someone shout in jesus name if you believe the lord heard you i want you to clap your hands one more time into the lord we just do that a few more seconds all across the room hallelujah jesus hallelujah jesus hallelujah jesus come on i just feel like thanking him in advance for what he's about to do right now god i thank you as an act of faith for what you are about to do in this sanctuary even now this morning hallelujah hallelujah god bless you and you may be seated Paul is powerful. Paul is anointed. Paul is prolific. The hand of Paul the hand of God is upon Paul. He has been used mightily for the kingdom. He is, he's not a slouch in the kingdom. he is a threat to hell and yet he finds himself a prisoner. he finds himself a slave on a Roman vessel surrounded by other prisoners and Slaves. And so it is that it seems as if his life is being carried about by every whim of Rome and every wave that is coming against the ship that he is on. And yet, even in this tempestuous moment, even in this contradictory moment, even in this unknown moment, Paul is still the cargo of heaven and he is being carried about by the divine purpose of God. Even while a prisoner, even in the middle of a storm, Paul is exactly where God wants him to be. So it is that he emerges from below deck and he begins to declare, be of good cheer. It does not make sense. It opposes Everything that he is in the middle of. And yet he states it emphatically. I see a smile on his face as he tells everyone as they are bewildered and discombobulated and and trying to sop the water out of their hair and out of their eyes. He says, be of good cheer. He says it twice. Be of good cheer. Cheer. I see their faces as they're trying to compute what he is saying. Perhaps he's a little waterlogged. Perhaps it's gotten to his brain. Does he not realize the circumstance that we are in the middle of? Does he not realize the scenario that we are, are in right now? And yet he says it, be of good cheer. But this is why he can say it. He said, because this very night the angel of the Lord stood by me. He said to everyone that would listen, I want you to know that I've had a heavenly visitation. I want you to know that I've had an angelic encounter. And this is what he said to those that would hear. This very night, the angel of the Lord stood by me. I, I, you got to put yourself in the picture, and you got to understand what is going on because the rain is coming down, and the wind is billowing, and the ship is topsy-turvy. Soldiers are sliding. Everybody is losing their footing, and yet Paul said, "I saw something standing. I had a visitation uh, from the heavenlies uh, I can't. Ah, uh, can I just stop right here and remind you, your calling is not unstable. Heaven has not lost its footing. Uh, There are things uh, that are unstable. The White House uh, is unstable right now. Russia is unstable right now. The economy is unstable right now. Your health uh, can be unstable. Uh, But heaven... You've got to lift your eyes from the earthly, and you've got to see the heavenly. And if you can see into the heavenlies, there is a throne, and there is one who sits on that throne. That throne is not shaking, that throne is not slipping, but it is sure, it is steadfast, it is certain. Paul said the reason I can be so emphatic and the reason I can have a smile on my face even in the middle of a storm. even That's why I can have a word that contradicts everything I am in. Because I am not living by what appears to be. I am living by what is appointed to be. Because I've lifted my eyes beyond Facebook. And I've lifted my eyes beyond CNN. And I've lifted my eyes above Biden and I've lifted my eyes above Putin and I've lifted my eyes above everything happening around me and I got my eyes on that hope that is connected behind the veil I got my eyes connected to the one who was before time after time and yet is always in time He said, be of good cheer. I want you to know I got a word from heaven. I had an angel visit me. And everybody's going to make it. That's what the word of the Lord was. Paul, I'm going to bring you to your destination. I'm going to get you to Caesar. I'm going to get you where I'm trying to get you. And I'm going to bring everybody with you. Everybody's going to make it. But, (laughs) here's the caveat. Um, The ship is not... You, uh, um, Paul, you gotta be cast upon a certain island. Uh, bro, you gotta crash. (laughs) Um, I, I, would you like it to get on board a plane and, and hear the pilot say, we're so, we're, we're so glad you've boarded Delta Airlines. Um, we're, we're about to crash, but don't worry. Everyone's gonna make it. Everyone's gonna be alive. How would you like to go to New York and flag a taxi only to get into the back seat and, 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 and hear, hear the driver turn around and tell you, hey, I just want you to know, uh, I, I, we're probably about to have a wreck in two miles, but don't worry, we're going to make it, going to be okay. How, how would you like to get in an Uber and Mr. Man Bun turns around and says, hey, yo, we about to, we about to crash. But it's all good, it's all good. We're going to be all right. We're going to be okay. No no sir no ma'am and yet this is exactly what paul is telling them paul is telling them that the contents are going to be okay but the container is going to be utterly decimated and annihilated he said i'm telling you we're going to make it but we have to crash we have to be thrust upon a certain island and so now all of a sudden the command is given if you know how to swim you better start swimming because now the ship is being introduced to the shore. And Brother Tim, it ain't a, it, it's Timothy, right? Yeah. Tim or Timothy? Timothy? Brother Timothy, it ain't a friendly meeting. It's kind of horrific because uh, when the shore and the, and the ship meets, when the, when the rocks and the boards meet, there all of a sudden is now a, 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 a devastation and now there is crashing and, and now there is splintering and now there is shattering. And everything that has carried them, is now breaking. Everything that has carried them is now falling apart. And so it is in our lives that we look around and we think that things are shattering against us and things are falling apart and we, we ask what in the world is happening. You, you know what I've come to find out in my short little time plopped on this planet? Uh, I've come to find out that God is so serious about doing a new thing that he will let the old thing break. Because you said, God, I want you to do a new thing. But I'd really still like to stay in the comfy confines of the old thing. You said, "Ah, I want to participate in the new thing, but I'd, I'd really like to chillax in my comfort zone and god loves this city so much and god loves his people so much and god loves people that are not even in this building yet so much that he said i'm going to answer your prayer and i'm going to let what has carried you begin to shatter i i've learned this about god if something is breaking apart in my life It's probably because it's carried me for too long. There's some old prayer lives that were great in 2019, but it's not 2019 anymore. And there was some sacrificial giving in 2015. That was wonderful, but it's not 2015 anymore. And there were some commitments that you made in 2020 that I salute and I celebrate. But it's not 2020 anymore. It's not 2021 anymore. It's right here and it's right now. And if God is going to do a new thing, you are going to have to let the old thing Come on, God is shattering some old paradigms of how the North American church has always done it. He's not trying. Woo! How many of you can see that there's been some things in our North American mindset and our Western way of thinking that have broken apart during COVID? god is trying to get us back to new testament thinking god is trying to get us back to book of acts paradigms and so the command is given if you know how to swim you better swim and everybody that has the strength and everybody that has the know-how and everybody that has the stamina they begin to swim it's sister martha right sister martha i celebrate that group I, I rejoice with that group, but I don't identify with that group. LG don't know how to swim. <laughs> I thought I did with my cousins growing up, and uh, then I realized, you know, it's a little different. A little different when you're in a six-foot uh, pool and you're, you know, you're doing the uh, uh, the whirlpool game and all that, and and then you get out in the you get in, out in you get out in the depths of the sea. I was with some college buddies one time, and they're all jumping in, and I thought, man, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't about to let them outdo me. I jumped in. I should have let them outdo me. Your boy about died. Kid you not, I almost drowned. And I'm over here slapping the water, trying to get their attention, and they got their phones out. Everybody's laughing. Oh, man, Landon's just being, oh, life of the party Landon. I said, no, this party about to end. Save your boy! I, I kid you not, I finally lunged and so, somehow I was, I was going down and I, I, I felt that fear and that panic. I, I kid you not. And I realized, yeah, deuces, your boy don't know how to swim. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all enjoy Florida by yourself. And so, so everybody that knew how to swim, they had the stamina, they had the strength. They, they, the Bible says they made it to the shore first, but the rest... Oh, that's, that's who I resonate with. (laughs) see, that's, that's, that's my group. (laughs) That's my tribe. That's my team. The Bible says the rest made it by clinging to broken pieces of the ship. There were some that was making it on strength. There were others that were making it by holding on. And you know what I learned about this Christian walk? is that sometimes the most powerful, most spiritual thing you can do is hold on. As nails were going through the Savior's hands and feet, he could have called the angels to deliver him in strength, but that's not what he did. In a moment of weakness, our Savior simply held on, and while holding on, he secured victory. Don't you diminish the power of holding on mama don't you diminish the power of holding on daddy don't you diminish the ability uh, to come struggling uh, busted and disgusted uh, into the house of God but you made up in your mind I'm not letting go of this I'm holding on a little while longer and so you know what happens we come into the house of God Seth come help me help me hurry it's Seth right Oh, you got me second guessing. We come into the house of God and there's somebody else that has the job promotion. There's somebody else that has the perfect bill of health. There's someone that had the the, the wonderful mom and dad to raise them and there's somebody else that just seems like they have all all kind of favor in their life. They've not had to fight this and they've not had to go through that and it just seems like they're just so blessed and they have it all together. Well, number one, you don't know their full story. You don't know everything they're facing. Don't you think or one moment that everybody in this house is perfect and got it together. But, let me remind you, don't you be intimidated by someone else who's making it on strength because the Bible says that everybody made it. The Bible says everybody made it. So you can make it on strength, but you can make it on brokenness. You can make it on triumph, but you can make it on tears. So I want to link up. I want to link up with the shouter I want to link up with the victorious Uh, come on uh, the weeper can join with the worshipper the busted uh, can join with the blessed no no don't let go of me boy don't you let go see I need you I need your strength I need your testimony I need your smile I need your zeal Uh, I need I need you Because you can make it on your strength, but I can make it on my brokenness. Just because you got a diagnosis, don't mean you can't make it. Just because your mom and daddy aren't in church, don't mean you can't make it. Just because you got a cycle of family dysfunction, don't mean Make it. I come to tell you, uh, if you can just hang on, uh, somebody that's a word for somebody, if you can just hang on a little, I'm going to hold on to my worship, thank you very much. I'm going to hold on to my faith, thank you very much. I don't look powerful, but if I can hold on, I'm going to make it. <clears throat> my voice is going out, Seth. Tell them you're going to make it gonna make it tell somebody you're gonna make it gonna make it even if you're shaking you're gonna make it even if you're bruised i'm gonna stay right here for a minute till everybody believes me even even with the anxiety and even with the fear and even with the unsettledness and even with the i said you're gonna make it don't you let the devil lie to you that you gotta be another stat Don't you let the devil lie to you that says you're just going to cave to the cycle of family dysfunction. No, 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 no. You don't have to backslide. You don't have to quit. You don't have to overdose. You don't have to cower in the corner. You don't got to give in to suicidal thinking. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. Yeah, I love to shout and I love to dance, but sometimes I just kind of show it to the house of God. And your boy's bobbing. I feel the seaweed around the toes and the under the under is there. And you just feel like you barely got your head above water. One moment you're under. There's bubbles. In the, there's, <laughs> the next moment I ain't going to hit you, girl. All of a sudden you're back above water, but barely. And you want to go back, but you can't go back because everything behind you is breaking. Woo, and now there is more in front of you. See, uh, see, the grace of God is really wild. The sovereignty of God is, ge- is genius in nature because he knows in our, in our, human, in our human moments we would go back. But what happens when everything behind us is breaking apart? Something begins to bow up on the inside of you and says, I think I'll just swim another mile. I think I'll just go to another prayer meeting. Misty, if I can just make it to one more thing. I don't know what's going to happen in six months. I'm not there yet. I don't know what's going to happen in seven years. I'm not there yet. But if I can make it through the murky mess, if I can make it through the seaweed, if I can make it through the storm, if I can just hold on. And all of a sudden, sure! They made it. They made it. I made it. I don't know how I did, but I made it. I made it. I made it. it. now I can link up with the broken and now I can link up with the defeated. Hey baby if I made it you can make it. Hey brother if I made it you can make it. And the Bible says that everybody made Danny, how do they how how do we know that everybody made it? Huh? They counted. See, there was more in that ship and there was I had a coworker and I had a family member and, and I had a I had a, somebody sitting on my row that's not here today and oh, I can't just be satisfied and i can't just get the confetti out and and the party hat and i can't i can't get the fruit punch and the and the cake out yeah no 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 no. there was somebody else there was somebody else with me hey 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 hey. you gotta make it you gotta make it you can't die in the deep you can't succumb to the undertow you can't cake to the car now. come on we gotta make it together come on i don't care if you got strength or brokenness we gotta get to the shore together hey hey you here you here You waterlogged, you got hypothermia, need CPR, need me to do the Heimlet. You here? How many fingers am I holding up? How many fingers am I holding up? Four. That's five. But you're here. But you're here not everybody shows up to church pretty, not everybody shows up to church forgiven, not everybody shows up to church dancing and shouting but if you can just show up, healing is on the shore deliverance is on the shore if you can I refuse to die, I refuse to suffocate I refuse to give in and go under Boy, Jesus Oh, it's for us. Ah, oh, that wasn't all of us. Hey, I see bubbles. Hey, hey, some, do do we do we go get them, or do we celebrate that we made it? Yeah, I see a I see a hand, I see a hand and a few fingers reaching out. It's not much. I don't even know if they're still alive. Hey. Hey, count, count how many's here, Count hurry, no, you miscounted your fingers. you count, you count all right, okay, okay, all right ah oh, it 's inconvenient it 's messy. We could just celebrate that we 're here. We could just have church, we could hear a nice message. We could say we came to Sunday morning, and God moved. But i think there might be somebody else all right is he out there hey hey okay all right all right tell me again how many we got with us how many we got with us no 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 you miscounted your fingers you miscounted your fingers how many are here four okay but there was more wasn't there at any one less than all of us it's not all of us hey i'll be back i'll be back i gotta go get somebody else Hey, you got to get to the shore. Hey, hey, bring her, bring her. Come on, come on, get to the shore. Hey, Tim, come on, come on. We got to get to the storm. Come on, come on. I got you. I got you. I'm bringing you up. I don't care if you can't swim. I got you. I got you, man. You made it. You made it. You made it. We made it. Hey, hey, hey. There's somebody else. Hold my wallet. Don't rob me. There's no money in it. Oh, wait, there is. There is. Thank you very much. All right. You can have a stinky shoe. You can have a stinky shoe. All right. Who's going to hold my socks? Okay, I'll keep my socks. All right. Where are they at? Where are they at? Where are they at? There was somebody else I've been praying for. There was somebody else I've been interceding for. There's somebody else in my family. Where are they at? Hey, hey. Oh, you got to get to the shore. Oh, I didn't give up on you. I didn't stop praying for you. I didn't stop believing for you. Hey, you made it. 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 You're not dying out there. That's not your grave. you here. Oh, I celebrate Everybody that's made it. But anybody, less than everybody come on, come on, come on. is not everybody. Anything less than all is not all. Come on, come on. Where are they at? What's your name? Well huh? JC, I don't know you. I don't know you, but I don't have to know you to believe with you. And I don't have to know you to agree with you. And I don't have to know you to help you. Ke- that's why I show up shouting. Because there's somebody out here I don't know. But I don't have to know you to help you get to the shore. I don't have to know you to help. Come on, that's why I can't be carnal. That's why I can't sit on the back road doing nothing. I gotta do something. Because there's somebody drowning. There's somebody that's gotta get to the shore. Somebody count, count. Tell me, how I many we got? We got eight. Oh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's why we have meetings on Monday. And that's why we have administration. And that's why we have discipleship. Because we can't miscount. There can't be an error. Everybody counts. Everybody counts. You matter. That's why we have numbers and flow charts. And that's why we have monthly meetings and tag-ins. Because every neighborhood counts. And every man counts. And every soul counts. And every Sunday school girl counts. That's why we measure it. We have leadership because you can't, you can't grow what you're not measuring. It's not, a, it's not all about numbers, but it's about numbers because every soul is a number that I refuse to let hell have. Hell didn't get this one, hell didn't get that one. There is no loss. I'm counting on you. That's what it means to be accountable. I'm counting on you, uh, and you're counting on me. Uh, Pastor's counting on you. Sister Cindy's counting on you. Pastor Cody, somebody is counting on you to be here. Somebody, hey, how are you? Good to see you. Somebody's counting, hey, someone's counting on you. I'm glad you're here. Someone's counting on you. Someone's counting on you. Oh, somebody else can be late, and someone else can miss prayer, but somebody's counting on you. Somebody's counting on you. Somebody else can be carnal and switch churches and get a bad spirit, but not you. Somebody's counting on you. Somebody's watching you. Sister Martha, I'm counting on you because you're not old, but you're older than me. And you know what you are? The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. When I see you, you are a living, breathing prophecy that I can make it. You are a living, breathing prophecy that I do not have to die out in the deep. But I can make it. I can make it. If an 80-year-old can make it, I can make it. If a 53-year-old can make it, I can make it. If a 32-year-old can make it, if a single mom, I can make it. If a divorced daddy can make it, I can make it. Somebody clap your hands into the Lord. So they've made it. They made it. Come on, huddle, huddle in. Hurry, huddle, huddle. Hands in the middle. Hurry, hurry. On the count of three, it's we made it. Okay. One, two, three. We made it. Oh, you gotta get the water out of your lungs. We gotta do that again. (laughs) Spit it out, Tim. All right, we're ready. One, two, three. We made it. Hey, you know what the Bible says? Be seated for just a minute. Y'all stay up here with me. The Bible says, I want you to pull up if you can. Acts chapter 28 and 2. Acts chapter 28 and 2. Is this all right? Can I preach just a few more minutes? Acts chapter 28 and 2. They get on the island. They're showed kindness by the barbarians. And guess what the barbarians do? They kindle a fire because of the present rain and because of the cold. Everything that they just got delivered from was wet, rainy, cold. And now they step into a new – y'all ever sing that song? It's my time for God's favor. My time to be blessed. Yeah, now y'all know why I don't sing you know, it's new favor, it's new anointing, it's new doing. What do you do when everything that you step into looks exactly what you left? What do you do when everything that you step into looks exactly what you just left? Oh, that word of prophecy was off. Pastor's vision was off. That moment in prayer when God solidified what he was doing in my spirit, it must have been off. no. When God does not allow things around you to change, he is demanding that something on the inside of you change. See, in 2020, we were preaching 2020 vision, 2020 vision, 2020 vision, then 2020 came, and we were like, oh, snap. We got <laughs> Let's go back to Monday meeting. We gotta get a new theme, Pastor. No, 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 no. God gave us 2020 vision. We just wanted 2020 vision for what was in front of us. God gave us 2020 vision for what was inside of us. The Bible says that he desires truth in our inward chambers, in our inward parts. It does not matter if everything around you on the exterior is changing, if nothing intrinsically changes. That's why... When we get the Holy Ghost and we get baptized, we are tempted to wonder why everything in our world is not turning out perfect, but it doesn't have to because something's changing on the inside and it's about to start working on the outside. But what does it matter if everything changes in the exterior? You get a new house and a new job and a new car. You move to a new city. You find a new church. But if nothing changes on the inside, if the hardness does not change on the inside, if the carnality does not change on the inside, if the prayerlessness does not change on the inside, it does not matter what you change on the outside. But when something starts moving on the inside... It won't be long before you just start talking different and you start dressing different and your home life is different and your spiritual equilibrium is different and and your mental mindset is different and and the habits and the decisions that you make and and the atmosphere of your home on Tuesday is different. But it's got to start on the inside. And if it starts on the inside, you just watch out. Something's going... I got to hurry. I got to hurry. The Bible says that somebody, somebody started kindling a fire. Whoa, you know what I love? I love for those men. It's, I'm not going to lie. It's a little weird preaching with no shoes. I'm just going to throw that out there. Can I have my shoes back? I appreciate it. I'd really like my shoes back. Thank you. Did y'all get all the seaweed out, all the water out, all the sand. I think there's a crab stuck in there. All right. You, you, you have a decision to acquiesce you accept all of the climate and all of the culture and the environments that are around you, but you also have a decision to change it. And you know what somebody said? I know it's presently cold and I know it's presently rainy and wet, but let's build a fire. We can change the atmosphere. Oh, somebody help me. My mom and dad weren't perfect, but you couldn't come home and say, I've been facing junk and I've been dealing with junk and now I'm gonna live with junk. No, if you came home and you said, I've been facing some junk and I've been dealing with some junk, we're gonna build a fire. We're gonna start praying in the living room. I got the Holy Ghost in my bedroom because mama said, we can build a fire right now. Daddy said, we don't have to live with that. Somebody get a little music on. Somebody start pacing around the couch. Somebody lay across the living room floor. We've got the ability to pray in tongues. We've got the ability to lift up our hands without wrath or doubting. And we can change the spiritual climate. what you do when you walk into a hospital room, that's what you do when you walk into Starbucks. That's what you do when you walk into your living room and you're, you're dealing with some junk that you didn't ask for. And there's some spiritual on, adversaries that are in the atmosphere and there's some, there's some things that you, you, there's some vibes and energy. No. It ain't negative vibes, it ain't bad energy. It's spiritual warfare. And you don't have to cower in the corner and cry in your Tim Hortons. You have the ability to stand up as the mighty man or woman of God you are. And when you begin to open up your mouth, the demons believe and they tremble. When you begin to utter the name that is above every name, every bit of fear must bow and acquiesce to the dominion of the Spirit. And so the bible says that paul paul starts helping out with the fire notice it wasn't paul that started it don't wait for your man of god to build a fire don't wait for a prophet and apostle don't wait for an evangelist don't wait for the youth pastor to build a fire you start building a fire. And when you start building a fire, your babies will start building a fire. And your spouse will start building a fire. And the person on the front row will start building the fire. And the person on the 10th row will start building the fire. It's all right. And what happens? I got a little fire going on. And the Bible says that a viper leaps out of the heat Latches onto to the hand of Paul you dropped my wallet in the fire and Paul has got something venomous Paul's got something vile on his hand and you know what Paul does he shakes it off and the Bible says that the viper had no harm upon him it did not say it was a harmless snake it was a harmful snake it was a venomous snake it was a poison infused snake and paul didn't get to control what latched onto him but paul did control what he held on to There are some spirits that are only as powerful for as long as you hold on to them. And the moment that you release them, I have seen the most vile of deeds done to people. I've seen you have too, and some of you are the person I'm talking about. Things came against you. You didn't ask for the abuse. You didn't. You didn't ask to be molested. You didn't ask to be be lied on, to be cheated on. You didn't ask for somebody to put a knife in your back. You didn't. You didn't RSVP for some of the junk and the hell that life brought you. But I've seen people walk out without the. Sw- without the viper hanging on because they made up in their mind I refuse to let the fangs of the enemy get into my faith and poison what the Lord I refuse to hold on to what wants to... I will forgive, I will move on, I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And the Bible says that the same fire that exposed the viper was the same fire that destroyed it. Because when you start getting spiritual... Everything dormant and everything comfy begins to move. The viper didn't jump. The viper did not jump out of the cold, out of the rain. The viper jumped out of the heat. There's some stuff that will not be stirred as long as you are not fasting and not praying. There's some secret addictions and there are some family strongholds that will not attack you as long as you are acquiescing to the climate. But when a mama, when a daddy, when a new convert, when a teenager says, I'm going to start getting spiritual, you start agitating. Everything that has lain dormant, watch out. It'll bite you. But I'm telling you, if you keep on praying and you keep on worshiping, that fire that exposed it will be the same fire that destroys it. So it's not enough to be a fire starter, you've got to be a fire keeper. It's not enough to be a fire starter, you've got to be a fire keeper. I celebrate that you started a fire, I celebrate even more that you are keeping that fire. And as Paul told Timothy, you gotta fan the flame. You gotta fan the flame, you gotta fan the flame. There's been something that sparked in you, there's been some embers that were ignited, but you gotta fan the flame, elder, you gotta fan the flame, Sunday school teacher, you gotta fan the flame, sound person, you gotta fan the flame, hostess. You got to fan the flame. And so this is why you gotta hear me. Musicians come, hurry. This is why you gotta hear me. The Viper could have latched on to the hand of anybody. Why did it latch on to the hand of Paul? Because Paul is about to walk into a house where there is sickness and there's a man on the bed that if something escalates and something does not change, he could die. And you know what the Bible says? Come here, Tim. The Bible says, yeah, put that wallet down. Thank you. I want you to put your hands out. The Bible says that he laid his hands upon him. He walked into the house of Publius. He walked over to his father who had a fever and was in bed. And he laid his hands. He laid his hand. That means the unbitten hand and the bitten hand. That means the flawless hand and the scarred hand. Because God, in his divine genius, knows how to take what was meant for evil and segue and turn it and pivot it to good. Why? Because the hand that the viper bit was the same hand that was going to lay on somebody sick. Somebody help me right now. You know why you're a target of poison? Because you're an agent of change. You're a vessel of anointing. You got a testimony that's going to reach a sick, dying world. And if you come with your halo and you come with your pseudo perfection and you come with your got it all together mentality, you're not going to help nobody. But when you walk in saying, let me tell you about what the Lord did for me. Let me tell you about how I should have died but didn't. if I'm on my sick bed, I'm not inspired by your flawless hand but you show me that scar <laughs> where the fangs bit in two and you show me the scar you should have died after that situation you should not have lived you should have gave in but you didn't but you didn't prodigal son would have eaten the pig's food, but he didn't. We miss that sometimes. There's some things that almost happen. there's a whole lot of stuff that done did happen but there's some things that almost happen but they didn't. And there's some hellish hypotheticals that some people are living under and I came to remind you it didn't happen. It didn't happen you're still here you're still here and you're living under the label and the projection that you could fall over any moment but you shook it off and it died in the fire and what was harmful what was harmful is now harmless because you shook it off you know to remind you deliverance only takes a few moments building a fire takes a process and so i have to bring balance and equilibrium to what i'm saying because there's moments we come to the altar and we pray for deliverance and we wonder why why it doesn't all come together peace is a discipline saying no to fear and temptation is a discipline stepping out of an old lifestyle into a new lifestyle as a discipline in a moment of time you can shake off a viper into the fire but it takes a process to build that fire and there's times when we leave an altar with a lackluster spirit wondering why we didn't get full victory there's a lot of stories there's a lot of scenarios but I just came to remind you that in this house you're going to feel the flame of others you're going to feel the fire from others but you got to go home and you got to build see somehow we've made it unspiritual to build the fire we celebrate coming up and shouting and dancing and I love it But there's some things you can't shout your way out of. There's some stuff you can't dance your way out of. What do you mean? Well, if the spirit of fear is on you, and you're watching horror movies, and you're watching demons and argyles and devils and people shoot themselves up, blow their head off, you can't dance your way out of that. You delete your way out of that. You make a decision. Got some junk in your world and you got to ask the Lord to forgive you. You don't shout your way out of that. You repent your way out of that. Your mind is everywhere. Oh, I've been there it's a habit it's a lifestyle it's a journey it's a process and there's been times that I I wanted to shake a Viper off into a fire that I didn't build but you got to build that fire on Monday I'm going I'm gonna fight for my peace i'm gonna fight for my integrity i'm gonna fight for my morality i'm gonna i'm gonna fight for my faith i'm gonna fight for a prayer life i'm gonna build a fire i'm gonna build a fire and because he built a fire he could shake off the viper and because he shook off the viper now healing flowed where poison should have. Because your scars are not a liability. Woo! They are credibility to a world that is broken and hurt. And they are not inspired by your pseudo perfection. They, they are inspired. By the prophetic testimony, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So, when you begin to testify to him about what God has done for you, you are literally prophesying about what God can do for me. I know you got to hear me. Moses said, I would to God, everybody prophesy. You got to hear me. We are a prophetic generation your sons and your daughters shall prophesy the daughters of philip they prophesied when you speak the name of jesus to your community when you speak the name of jesus to your professor when you speak the name of jesus to the person that you randomly ran into that's in tears because of a life horrific situation when you begin to testify of jesus you are projecting a higher reality you are speaking a higher reality you are letting them know Hear me right now. The Bible says an island-wide revival happened. A city-wide revival came. All because that one man was healed. The sick of the island started coming. Go back and read it. It's amazing. The whole island, the whole country came. And the Bible says, here's what you got to hear. The Bible says that Paul all of a sudden is walking onto a new ship and he's loaded down with necessary supplies. And I just can't help but think that somewhere, somehow, my man is scratching his head. My man is scratching his head. My man is scratching his head. And he says, What's the meaning of this place? I had to come here. I had to be thrust upon this island. I had to crash on these rocks. What is the meaning of this place? It's okay to have questions. Pastor Cody, you know what the answer would have been? Sawyer, you know what the answer would have been? If Paul would have looked around and said, what's the meaning of Malta? What's the meaning of Melita? What's the meaning of this place? you know what it means honey honey in the Old Testament the Lord spoke to his people and he said I have the ability to bring honey from a rock now who's the science teacher at this school we got any science teachers Tiffany Where's Sister Tiffany? Oh, she's at the nine o'clock. Y'all don't judge Sister Tiffany. She was at the nine o'clock. She's not here. Well, we're pretty smart people. We don't need Sister Tiffany, do we? I don't remember one time in all of my science experiments Mm -hmm. ever seeing the plausibility or circumstantial evidence trying to use big words in case Tiffany's watching when I when I when I see the circumference of the outer layer and the infrastructure of a rock I don't remember ever finding out that honey can come from a rock a rock does not produce honey God knows how to bring honey out of what is not naturally, logically supposed to bring honey. You know who, you know what brings honey? Bees bring honey. Ain't nobody got a good relationship with a bee. (laughs) Because bees sting you. And bees annoy you and bees aggravate you but god knows how to bring healing from aggravation and god knows how to bring sweetness out of a storm and god knows how to bring a testimony from a snake bite I'm done, but I just came to remind somebody on a Sunday morning at the anchor church somebody stand to your feet. I just came to remind a child of God there's honey in these rocks and there's sweetness in this storm. No, 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 you got to hear me. If you don't catch anything I said, you got to catch what I'm about to say right here. Ben, if nobody catches this, you got to catch this. One day you're going to look back. I don't think it's going to be five weeks from now. I don't think it's going to be five months, five years. I'm going about right here. Within 24 hours, within 48 hours, within 72 hours, you're going to look back and say, I didn't ask for the storm. I didn't ask for the sickness. I didn't ask for the snake bite. But there was honey in those rocks, and there was sweetness in that storm, and there was a testimony in that scar, and now there are healing in now there is healing in these hands that were not flowing before malta they were not you're this is not the end of you this is the equipping of you this is the development of you you know paul said i know i'm taking my time paul said three times i suffered, i suffered shipwreck this happened afterwards so this was the fourth time hell was asking for his obituary but God says no it's Laura, right thank you for letting me is that your husband thanks for letting me borrow him I'm going to keep him up there a few more minutes I'm going to keep him I'll let him back tonight <laughs> three times Paul had suffered shipwreck and now this is his fourth shipwreck you can't tell me hell didn't want to take him out But when the enemy wanted Paul's obituary, God said, I'll just add to his resume. He was shipwrecked three times. He's about to have been shipwrecked four times. And this won't be the end of him. It'll be the development of him. Lift up your hands, I'm done, I promise, I'm done. But I need you to lift up your hands and open up your spirit. I need somebody to cultivate a fire I need somebody to breathe life on some ashes and some embers come on there's been some jadedness some bitterness you've had some questions but I come to remind you that the shipwreck is not the end of you there's a new thing coming come on there's honey in these rocks there's healing there's healing in this place I wonder if there be anybody that would just want to come to this altar I wonder if there be anybody that would just want to step up to these steps I wonder if you just lift your hands and say I, I don't know how rocks are going to produce this I, I don't know how, how this answer is going to come but God doesn't have to make sense to make miracles God doesn't have to make sense to make miracles God does not need to make sense To make miracles. Come on, I wish as an act of faith you would step in this altar and you would begin speaking to the rock. I will not die on these rocks. I will not backslide on these rocks. Harmony is coming from this, richness is coming from this, a testimony is coming from this. Oh, this is a word for somebody. This is a word for somebody. This is a word for you. My, 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 my. Come on, I need everyone to lift their hands, come on. I need everybody. I'm counting on everybody right now, I mean this. It's not just a sermon point. It's not just a cliche statement. I'm counting, everybody on live stream will lift your hands. Everybody in the back, everybody in the front, lift your hands for just a moment right now. Come on, this is a word for somebody. This is a word for you. Come on, you're going to live and not die. God's bringing something sweet. God's going to make all things beautiful in His time. God's going to make everything beautiful in His time. I'm done. It's just. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast.